You should have been there. Hey, it's Sunday, December 11th, and today was a day where it's hard to encapsulate what we did. We did some sacred seeing. We had some sacred conversation. We talked about the beauty of joy, and now we're trying to encapsulate it in a podcast. So we took the best of what we could from this Sunday, recorded what we could so that you can enjoy it. But as I said earlier, you had to be there. By the way, this is the third week of our series, The Art of Adventing, celebrating the maker and mender of creation. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. All right, so uh, it's Advent, so we're gonna light the Advent candle. Does anybody know what today is? Sunday. It is Sunday. Can you crush it? You know it's Sunday. <laughs> yes. Uh, third, third Sunday it's the third Sunday in Advent which classically is joy. So the first Sunday is hope. And I hope that Light Church doesn't mind us using our candles. Uh, the second Sunday is peace. The third Sunday is joy. And the last one is love. Not the last one, the fourth one. And then the Christ candle you light on Christmas Eve. What's interesting to me that stuck out to this is uh, the bookends of love and hope that actually bring forth our peace and joy. So what is joy? Joy is a perpetual gladness of knowing and trusting Jesus. It comes uh, with experiencing God's love uh, and God's hope. And I was reading Habakkuk this week. Habakkuk, how do you guys say that? Habakkuk. There are a lot of different versions. I'm gonna say mine's the right one, so I'm not sure. And I was reading this this week. Habakkuk is somebody who's dealing with the, the eventual fall of his nation, uh, the southern kingdom of Israel, Judah, uh, Babylon coming to take them out. And it's, it's less about him preaching to the people and more about him wrestling with God, about God's goodness and justice. And, and God basically communicates in the second chapter, hey, the vision will have its time. I will press on to fulfillment. It will not disappoint, but if it waits, you wait. If it lingers, wait for it. So at the end of it, he has this climactic statement, the prophet, he says this, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes in the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. So even if life has difficult circumstances, even in the midst of sorrow, we can have this perpetual joy that comes from trusting God, that he will right all wrongs, bring justice, and lift up the oppressed. And so as I think about candles, hope and love bookend this peace and joy. Peace, which is a calm in the midst of the storm, and joy, which is this perpetual gladness in the midst of life's difficult circumstances and sorrows. It's, it's hope that God will one day make all things right, and an experience today of God's unending enduring love that can give us these peace and this joy in the midst of what is unpeaceful and unjoyful times. Just hit me. Maybe, maybe it hits you the same. Um, we are in a series called The Art of Adventing, where we are celebrating the maker and mender of creation. And the whole idea is that Advent celebrates the creator coming into creation. And that Jesus is our maker, he is our creator, and he is also our mender. That in brokenness we need mending. And it celebrates that God mends us and he recreates us. We are new creations in Christ. 
created for a purpose, to bring beauty. That we're not just here to work for God, we're here to participate with God in bringing His beautiful kingdom purposes in the world and the unique ways that God has made Olivia or Sherry or Danielle or Lita. I love you, Lita. Uh, and that's, that's been the invitation, is that we would just simply create together. And we have another opportunity today to do that. Uh, one of the phrases you hear a lot in Advent is that Jesus was born to die. Anybody heard that phrase? Uh, it's a meaningful phrase. It really is. It's, it's a way to not let Christmas outshine Easter and uh, the Good Friday cross that precedes Easter. And I'm all for it, but there's a tension in it for me. Because it can be a little oversimplistic. Like Jesus, yes, eventually would die for our sake, but he was born to live. To show us how to live. So that we can know God and to give life. So there's much goodness in experiencing the incarnation. Because that's literally goodness coming to earth. The creator of goodness. The sustainer of goodness. And I did want to take communion together. I thought today was like kind of a nice Sunday where we could receive together. And you don't know God. Here's what I say about God. God loves you. He loves loving you. He did die for you. And the table is always open. All you got to do is take a seat. Uh, so I'm going to let this happen. You guys are going to grab one of these. Just kind of, I'm not going to walk around so you can just take a thing and pass it down. Actually, you know, I will walk a little bit. I'm going to walk some. Grab one for Zach. Now I'm going to pass it to you, Trevor. Maybe you could be me, Trevor. You could be me and you can walk around. Yeah, do it. You, you tucked in your shirt. Look how good I made tucked in your shirt today. I want you guys to check out this look. Stand up and walk it around here. Look at this look, dude. Let's tuck it in. It's Christmas. How cool is that? I love that, dude. It got me thinking, as we think about Advent celebrating the life of God, I, I wanted us to consider the life of Jesus outside of the ministry of the Gospels. I want us to think about Jesus' life uh, outside of what we spent a whole year in Matthew, outside of like that really important section where we got to experience his ministry, where he announced the kingdom and he purchased the kingdom and he died so the king would rise again. That's all great, but I want us to think about it. So I want to do a visio divina today in order for us to reflect before we take communion together. Part of taking communion is reflecting and saying, all right, Lord, how am I living or not living like you for the sake of others? The bread and the cup represent Jesus, that he's the bread of life, that he's living water, that he's the, he is the vine who's given us life. He's, he's the new and better covenant. And uh, part of it is as followers of him, we reflect, all right, Lord, we've received your grace. We trust your truth. We know you love us. So how are we letting that love change us? How are we living like you uh, for the sake of others? Because that's who God is. So I wanted us to, to actually take time to reflect. And in a series about creativity and beauty and art, I thought there would be some, I thought we could reflect on some of Christ's life outside of the Gospels as we reflect about our own lives. So the first is uh, Rublev's Trinity. This is a 15th century artist by the name of Andrei Rublev, uh, Orthodox Church. This is an icon they use, and it's meant to demonstrate just the life of the triune God, as it's always been, this fellowship between the two of them. 
take it in, consider, how am I living like you, Christ, for the sake of others? We're practicing a sacred scene, using our imaginations. The human beings are the only, only, only creation that have an imagination. The next one is uh, Henry Asalas Tanner's The Annunciation. And this one focuses on Mary. And, and Mary's probably the second most prominent figure during Advent season. And a lot of people have like theological quandaries about Mary. What I will say about Mary is that she said yes to God's plan of salvation. She likely is the very first one when it comes to that to say yes to God. And it's a very important and difficult circumstance that he put her in. And she said yes. What's beautiful about God is he would not move forward without her consent. Isn't that amazing? How are we living like Christ for the sake of others? Our next art is a cheese. Oh, Emmanuel. This is celebrating nativity. And one of, the, one of the realities that this artist is making is there's a juxtaposition, a comparison between the beauty of this event and the midst of the brokenness of the world. It's called Christ in the House of His Parents. There's a prominence of, of Joseph being uh, a guardian. But I think what stands out most is just the normalness of Jesus' upbringing. It's what Julie Canley's talks about, the theology of the ordinary. meant to be just normal people together where Christ is indeed the head. Where we see Christ today. So as we reflect before we take the bread and the cup, we're just going to let them, we're going to go through them again. We're just going to practice this sacred scene but how are we living, how am I living, like Christ for the sake of others?
So we are going to take uh, the bread and the cup together as a family. Having reflected, bringing our thoughts to God. Inviting God to sustain us and to continue to recreate us as he nourishes us. So we're going to read from Matthew. We, we read from Matthew. It feels good to just go back there and read the passage of the Last Supper. In Matthew 26, verse 26, it says this. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, just as he was allowed to be taken from heaven. And when he had given thanks, his ministry was marked by gratefulness and loving God. He broke it. He was broken for us. And he gave it to his disciples. His spirit was given to us. And he said, take and eat. This is my body. So, we Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this cup, from, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. So Lord, we ask them that you do what only you can do. Will we trust the ways in which you have shown yourself to us? And will we keep our eyes open and our ears attentive to the ways that you want to continue to show us life? All of your commands, all your precepts, they come to loving you and loving others. And the source of that is your love for us. So help us to love those who may not like us. Help us to love one another in difficult times. Help us to deal with joy and peace, trusting that you who began a good work will carry it to completion. We thank you for this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. My boy Mooch is coming by. And the uh, fun thing about today is I'm doing like this tag team thing with Lair Bear. So I'm like tapping out, dude. I'm going to go to the side of the ring and I'm going to ask Lair to do his thing. holding those dual realities for ourselves and for others. 
And God meets us in those places. But there is a, there is a wonder, there is a magic to Christmas. There is always grace. What we're going to do today is we're going to just spend some time reflecting together around some Christmas things. And so what I want you to do right now is get in groups of three. Like move your chairs so you're in groups of three. And you're not going to stay in those groups. So moving chairs, literally moving chairs. Like here. This would move, you would move right here. Here. Move your chair down. Group right. no, no way I'm there you go. And remember, you need to count to three. Can't afford Unless we have an extra. Because, Zach, you don't need to stay there. I just have one slide, I think. Do you want to have any? Yeah, I see the time. Yeah. Mary Ponder. Yeah, you got it. You got four slides. Do you want that up? Those are not. Just that Okay, here's the first question for you. Oh, we need, are you, you guys are just standing? All right. So here's an extra. We have Zach as an extra. Wow. So, wow, I think we have exactly enough people. Christmas miracle. All right, so here's the first question. Um, Andy mentioned the first four, the four words of Advent. Uh, I don't know in that order, but hope, love, joy, and peace. Hope, love, joy, and peace. Which of those means the most to you and why? Which of those mean most to you and why? Before you answer that, I'll give you a little time to think about that. Number in your group, one, two, three. Okay, does everyone have the numbers? Okay. So remember that those will be your members this whole time. Anthony, aren't you a four group of four there? We're in a group of two right here. Alright, so number one, uh, number three goes first. And then two, then one. So number three, what? You need the person? No, no, they're not over here. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Okay, number three goes first. Go. Love, joy, peace. What? Oh. Which is the most meaningful to you and why? There's no right answer. You each have one minute. Go. 